January 11, Matthew chapter 8, verses 18 through 34. When Jesus noticed how large the crowd was growing, he instructed his disciples to cross to the other side of the lake. Then one of the teachers of religious law said to him, Teacher, I will follow you no matter where you go. But Jesus said, Foxes have dens to live in, and birds have nests. But I, the Son of Man, have no home of my own, not even a place to lay my head. Another of his disciples said, Lord, first let me return home and bury my father. But Jesus told him, Follow me now. Let those who are spiritually dead care for their own dead. Then Jesus got into the boat and started across the lake with his disciples. Suddenly, a terrible storm came up, with waves breaking into the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went to him and woke him up, shouting, Lord, save us! We're going to drown! And Jesus answered, Why are you afraid? You have so little faith. Then he stood up and rebuked the wind and waves, and suddenly all was calm. The disciples just sat there in awe. Who is this? they asked themselves. Even the wind and waves obey him. When Jesus arrived on the other side of the lake, in the land of the Gadarenes, two men who were possessed by demons met him. They lived in a cemetery and were so dangerous that no one could go through that area. They began screaming at him. Why are you bothering us, son of God? You have no right to torture us before God's appointed time. A large herd of pigs was feeding in the distance, so the demons begged. If you cast us out, send us into that herd of pigs. All right, go, Jesus commanded them. So the demons came out of the men and entered the pigs, and the whole herd plunged down the steep hillside into the lake and drowned in the water. The herdsmen fled to the nearby city, telling everyone what happened to the demon-possessed man. The entire town came out to meet Jesus but they begged him to go away and leave them alone. Hey, this is Josh Bigler. I'll be phasing up to three here in about two weeks. And uh, gosh, this has been an amazing journey. I, I, I can't describe how much I've learned. Um, I've just been taking it in slowly but surely. And uh, God has worked a miracle in my life um, through my family through my friends and has just reconciled everything back to me. Um, my faithfulness has been rewarded with um, so much joy and peace. I just want to um, talk to my brothers in phase one. Uh, keep on pushing on, guys, and uh, stick with it. I promise that it's worth it in the end. Hey, guys, it's Leif here in phase two. I uh, just want to Praise the Lord for uh, this place of refuge that's offered me a place to uh, grow in Him and uh, go through these trials of various kinds, which has uh, led to perseverance in my life. Uh, I just want to praise Him and thank Him for the opportunity to get to know you guys and to get to know Christ. Uh, just remember to love each other and to love God. Psalm chapter 10, verses 1 through 15. 
Does God hide? Why do the wicked prosper? Is a perennial question God's people ask. As they consider the suffering of the godly and the security of the ungodly, they feel that God has forgotten and forsaken His people. He is hiding, they say. Does God hear? Note the repetition as we read here in Psalm today. Uh, he has said in his heart. See, God hears what the ungodly say and does not approve of their pride and rebellion. The ungodly announces, I shall not be moved. God does not see what I do. Even if he does, he will never judge me. What arrogance to think that way. But a lot of people do. Does God help is another question. And the answer, of uh, course, is he does. He sees the trouble of his people, feels their grief, and helps them in the right way at the right time. After all, the Lord is king. It may look as though the ungodly are winning the day, but the Lord will triumph in the end. Psalm chapter 10, verses 1 through 15. O Lord, why do you stand so far away? Why do you hide? When I need you the most, proud and wicked people viciously oppress the poor. Let them be caught in the evil they plan for others. For they brag about their evil desires. They praise the greedy and curse the Lord. These wicked people are too proud to seek God. They seem to think that God is dead. Yet they succeed in everything they do. They do not see your punishment awaiting them. They pour scorn on all their enemies. They say to themselves, Nothing bad will ever happen to us. We will be free of trouble forever. Their mouths are full of cursing, lies, and threats. Trouble and evil are on the tips of their tongues. They lurk in dark valleys, murdering the innocent who pass by. They are always searching for some helpless victim. Like lions, they crouch silently waiting to pounce on the helpless. Like hunters, they capture their victims and drag them away in nets. The helpless are overwhelmed and collapse. They fall beneath the strength of the wicked. The wicked say to themselves, God isn't watching. He will never notice. Arise, O Lord! Punish the wicked, O God! Do not forget the helpless! Why do the wicked get away with cursing God? How can they think God will never call us to account? But you do see the trouble and grief they cause. You take note of it and punish them. The helpless put their trust in you. You are the defender of orphans. Break the arms of these wicked, evil people. Go after them until the last one is destroyed. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 7 and 8. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn your back on evil. Then you will gain renewed health and vitality.